What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Fans, Scott Squires with you on yet another special live edition of the McWrap Up podcast during this uh, very interesting time of, in Nova Scotia anyway, state of emergency, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, a lot of different things going on in our world, in the sports world, no different. Things got shut down in the Nova Scotia East League Major Midget Hockey League abruptly, as it did right across the sports world. And joining me today is a player who has played his final game in Major Midget Hockey, but we thought it'd be kind of cool to catch up and talk with him. This is a goaltender with the Halifax Max, Grant Sanford. How you doing, Grant? I'm doing great, Scott. How about yourself? Well, man, listen, uh, I, I don't know how many more shows I can binge on Netflix, but I think I'm going to be okay. What have you been doing the last few weeks to kind of keep yourself entertained? What are you doing around the house? Uh, basically the same thing, just kind of binge-watching shows on Netflix trying to stay out, keep active, walking my dog and, you know, having her around it definitely makes going out easier with all the social distancing that's going on and everything you have to do while you're outside to keep yourself safe per se. What's the name of your dog? What kind of dog is it and how old? Uh, her name's Riley. She's a Labrador Retriever Husky mix and she is four years old. She's energetic to say the least. Yeah, it keeps you going, eh? <laughs> Yeah. So other than doing kind of that walking the dog, what's kind of the everyday life, life like in your house with kind of everybody having to be all under the same roof at the same time? What's that like for you on a day-to-day basis? Well, I mean, normally it's just me around for most of the day. My parents still both working, whereas my dad's a first for Metro Transit, my mother was Scotiabank. She's, they're still both out quite frequently, but me around the house, you know, I all I do is basically just kind of keep the house clean, keep the dog walk, just kind of keep things running around here. It's my day-to-day. Keeping the house clean? Too bad we've got to be self-isolating or I'd get you over to my place, Grant. <laughs> I don't charge much. <laughs> That's a good thing. So listen, before we talk about your time with the Halifax Max and about your season this year and a few other things, tell me a little bit about your hockey career, you know, uh, as a goaltender – were you always a goaltender? How old were you when you started out? And tell me some of the teams and leagues that you've played for up through uh, before you joined the Max. Yeah, well, uh, when I first started, you know, around novice, I I was kind of thrown around the idea of being a goalie because we would have a, a bag of team gear for our uh, novice house team. And, you know, no one would want to put it on, so I'd always be the one to kind of volunteer, put it on play goalie every game and I kind of I don't know I guess it just kind of stuck and 
through that. I played through Sackville minor hockey, played a good majority of time there until Bantam when I uh, joined the, uh, went down to the Valley for their uh, major Bantam program, had a great time down there, some great coaches, you know, some great influences from the people down there. Uh, another part that I don't know, I don't really talk about much is spring hockey and the big influence coaches from that aspect sort of influenced me, such as uh, Tom Hunter and Darren Burns. They both kind of really influenced me and brought me up as the person I am today. And I owe a lot to them for my goaltending career today and who I am as a person. But uh, yeah, up until the Valley Major Bantam, I mean, it was good. And then through there came into uh, came into minor midget, which was, you know, I was expecting, you know, hoping to make major midget that season. You know, of course, you know, setback, whatever. Just put your head down, keep going. Doesn't really matter. Played a great year there with uh, Jeff O'Flaherty. Great coach, great guy. Really, uh, really energetic coach. He uh, he's very passionate about his job and very passionate about the teams he coaches. It's it's just it's a really great organization, and then second year midget went back down to the valley for major midget there again great or, great organization great coaches great people just same all around experience from the valley and well now I'm here and you've seen how the season's gone and I I think I had a pretty good time here with the Max it's been, it's honestly it's been a great time. Yeah, you had a fantastic season. We'll get to some of your numbers in the season that you had in just a second. And certainly your play versus Cole Harbour in your last playoff series. But going back to kind of wearing that gear and getting thrown into it, so to speak, you always hear that goalies are a little bit different. Not in a bad way. They're just a little bit different. They're They're a little more superstitious. They've got more of a routine for you. What's one of what's a couple of your biggest superstitions or what's a routine that you have? when you're getting ready on game day? Uh, one of my superstitions uh, always is, you know, you clap and you see goalies throwing a ball against the wall just to get my eyes warmed up. I do that pretty much before every game. There's few games. The only games that I probably haven't done that or games where I've forgotten the ball at home, but that's rare that that happens. But another one, another big uh, – pre-game routine for me is I always eat spaghetti before every game. Every time. Never changes. Never. Uh, nope. Well, that might, Not once yet. That might have taken away one of the things that's going to come later when I get into the rapid-fire questions with you, but we'll get to that. In- <laughs> what about goalie influences, other than some of the coaches that you've talked about? What about goaltenders, whether it's the NHL or, or other leagues, are there a couple of influences or are there a couple of goaltenders that you kind of pattern yourself after? Uh, I kind of, one of my bigger goalie influences was, uh, well, probably my favorite goalie in the NHL, Pekka I just like, uh, I like his play style, really athletic, not so much like, not incredibly focused on the technical skill and like all that, just kind of, Kind of the do-whatever-you-can-to-make-the-save sort of uh, play style, if you know what I mean. That's kind of my big influencer, if you would call it that, yeah. So let's talk about your season with the Halifax Max this year. You came over as a veteran goaltender, and you were going to be one of the veteran leaders on this team. 
what was it like the first couple of days being around the guys, being in the dressing room, and being out on the ice when you first kind of got introduced to the Max organization? Well, it was it was definitely a new experience. You know, uh, my previous year on the Valley, I was amongst the majority of uh, second year players, and like we had we had like I think maybe three veteran players, uh, but you know it was a big majority of second year players. Whereas coming onto the Max, it was kind of a couple veterans, a couple second years, but our large majority was rookie players. So it was definitely different kind of fitting into a leadership role. But I, I had a, I had a lot of friends there, a lot of uh, people I've known from previous years playing hockey and good friends, uh, close friends from Sackle, like Justin Hardy, uh, you know, definitely to uh, kind of help me, kind of bring me into the team. But as the year went on, I mean, we all kind of, you know, got along really well together and we all sort of just really, I don't even know the words, just really, we really bonded together as a team. It was really good. Yeah. And to that point, obviously the Halifax Max were the defending champs, both in Nova Scotia and for the Atlantics. And uh, like any league in major midget or Bantam or whatever, it's cyclical. You know, you graduate, you're senior players and you got to bring new guys in. It was mixed group a lot of young guys on this team and sometimes it's the defensive side of the game that takes the longest time to gel what did you see in front of you from the way that your defensemen were playing and the way that the team was playing defensively as the year went along because it certainly seemed to get better but from being the goalie back there watching everything in front of you what did you see from this team and how did they develop over the year well I mean you can ask you can ask our coaches this too obviously at the start of the year you know our defense was pretty rocky because having a mainly rookie decor, you know, they still need to adjust themselves to that next level, you know, major midget. It's a big step up for major Bantam sort of physicality speed wise and skill wise as well. So it just, you know, I think it just took them time to start adjusting to the, uh, the intensity of the game and sort of uh, per se, like the players that we had in our league that have already been adapted to this style. So, you know, once they started adapting and realizing, you know, certain players play styles and teams like that, we really started getting a lot better on the back end. And when we started in practice, Tim would always drill us on working on defense's own systems. And as soon as they figured out, figured out that he wasn't going away with the D zone systems and they started buying in, we really started to kind of gel on the back end. And knowing that you were going to be this veteran presence coming in to play goal for this team that, as you said, was pretty young on the decor side, how much extra pressure did you put on yourself in the early part of the season to kind of be the last line of defense and to maybe bail those guys out in the early part of the season? Well, I mean, I just kind of kept playing my game. I mean, you know, I'll always, every time I step in the net, I try my the best to the best of my ability to give uh, my defense the best chance that, I, that they have to, uh, you know, even if they have a one mistake or a slip up that I'll be there always to bail them out. But I mean, I always, I always tell them, you know, you know, don't be afraid if you make a mistake, you know, if they happen, just forget about it, move on to the next shift, you know? That's what a veteran goaltender does. Settles everybody down in front of you. And what are your numbers for you, Grant? I mean, let's talk about numbers. 14-4 and four on the year, a 2.69 goals against average, a couple of shutouts, and then 
the playoffs. My goodness, you were lights out. Six and two, two shutouts, a 1.99 goals against average, a sub two goals against average in the playoffs. The regular season, let's talk about that first. Uh, what was going well for you that gave you the ability to have such a good regular year? Uh, I think what was going well for me is, uh, you know, coming off the uh, season with the Valley, it was really, you know, kind of adjusting to the major midget scene. It was really a, like kind of a growth year for me. But I think as I came to the max with uh, the more training I did with our goalie coach, Brad McCharles, great goalie coach, by the way, uh, he he really kind of brought me in to uh, kind of playing my own sort of style and really – it really gave me the confidence every game to sort of, you know, just know that like I'm going to stop this next puck and I'm going to be the best goalie that I can be every game. And it just, I don't know, just every game, every game I stepped in, it just something, just something felt right. You know, I always felt, I always felt incredibly ready to make the next save. Well, you certainly were in the regular season and then the playoffs come along and by all accounts, even though, Looking at the numbers on the surface, it might look like the Max completely overpowered Cole Harbor in that second-round series, but the games were much tighter. And talking to your head coach, Tim Boyce, on other McGrath podcasts, many times he credited you with making big saves in big moments, even if you only faced 14 or 16 or 18 shots. He said some of those were like five bell saves. In that Cole Harbor series, Grant, what was it like for you? How well were you seeing the puck? Uh through the series you know it was it was obviously nerve-wracking you know Cole Harbor they're a good hockey club and you know the boys were were pretty hyped up to play them you know as of last year beating them in the finals we knew they really wanted to beat us bad but we kept going and I mean every time I was on I was my tracking was always on every game which was really good for me I could always I could always seem to find the puck through traffic and always seem to find the puck whenever it got pushed out to the wings and I would always have myself in the best position I could be to make the save. And the big saves that Tim was talking about in the previous podcast, uh, I feel that in those games, every time I would always make, I would always make the saves when the boys need me to. Every time there'd be a slip up or a mistake or anything like that, you know, I'd do my job as, as the goalie and bail them out whenever I need to. And certainly uh, you guys were primed, you were building momentum, you were getting ready for the finals, you were waiting your opponent, and then kind of everything just went off the rails, not only globally with this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, but the sports world shutting down right from the pro ranks all the way down to minor sports right across the country. Where were you when you found out? How did you get the news and what was your reaction? Uh, I was just sitting at home. Uh, it was in the evening. It's, uh, I can't remember which day it was exactly, but I was just kind of sitting there and I was I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw Hockey Canada had posted this whole thing and Hockey Nova Scotia had posted another thing and it was all over everyone's uh, social media just about hockey being postponed and hockey being canceled and all this other stuff and it kind of didn't it didn't really set in at the start. I was like, oh, it'll be postponed for a week and then you know, we'll get back to it. But then as it went on, I realized that it wasn't coming back and that the season was probably most indefinitely over. And, you know, that sort of, that was sort of a shocker for me because I really enjoyed my time with this team. And, you know, I really enjoyed just the league in general and then realizing it was over. I mean, 
it was definitely a shock for me. It was pretty sad, too. I can't lie. And once it kind of sunk in and, and that shock became realization and you had to accept what was going on, what were your support systems like, whether it was your parents, whether it was your coaches? What was that support system like, and how were they able to kind of help you to, to deal with it and to move forward? Uh, you know, my parents were, were pretty supportive to me. You know, they obviously, they love the team as well. They love the parents and everyone who was uh, kind of with the organization. But, uh, you know, they supported me through, you know, saying, you know, this isn't the end of your hockey career and stuff like that. You know, next year with the ambitions for, for that time. And my coaches, too, they were like, you know, they were real. Tim and Craig and everyone, they were really supportive through uh, through social media and stuff like that, letting the boys know that, it, you know, it was a great year and not to get down on ourselves. And, you know, just keep our heads up, keep moving. You know, hockey will be back. So, you know, not to worry about it. And uh, for the season specifically, uh, our equipment manager, Gord Duke, said to me, uh, something that I think will stay with me. Uh, it's better to end my major midget career on a shutout and a shutout to move through to the provincial final than, you know, than anything else. If, if anything, that is. Yeah, that's amazing words and absolutely right. And, and that's a great thing to carry with you, uh, you know, whatever the next phase of your hockey career is. And before we talk a little bit about that, Grant, you know, uh, the one season that you had with the Halifax Max, I'm sure there's a number of different things. But right now, as you're doing this podcast with me live, what are a couple of real fond memories that stick out to you from this season that you'll carry with you always? Uh, I think um, I think one big moment was uh, our first game against Cole Harbor this season, uh, our 5-4 shootout win. I think through that that win specifically you know we were that was the most excited I've ever seen the team after a win and you know we were I think we really it really helped our team kind of bond like start that kind of team building process that really kind of led us to where we are right now uh probably another one probably be our Ottawa trip some uh really enjoyable bus rides to the rink and back home as we had some pretty good success in the round robin, just sometimes just being in Ottawa, just with the team, you know, hotels and whatnot. It's just, it's, it's a real great time with the team. It's a good time to bond and you just create some memories that you'll keep with you forever. Yeah. And I know this, the season didn't end the way that you were the team wanted, but again, just some wonderful memories to take with you, uh, not only into the rest of your hockey career, but uh, into the rest of your life for sure. Now, before we can yeah. talk about what's going to be next for you, Grant, you ready to do a little rapid fire with me? Always. All right. Listen, no right, no wrong answers. I'm just going to fire a couple of quick ones at you. Tell me the first thing pops into your head. You ready? All right. I think we kind of covered this one already, but game day meal. Spaghetti. Now, are we talking uh, sauce, cheese, meatballs? What... Get into the detail on the spaghetti. Sauce, cheese, meatballs, everything. <laughs> Full load. What's your favorite snack food? Uh, All-dressed chips, Lay's. Nice. Do you know you can't get all-dressed chips in the United States? I did not know that. Fun fact. That is, that's a problem. <laughs> but <laughs> They're missing out. You, it would be, right? Hey, listen, if your hockey career or otherwise ever takes you to the States, you might want to take a whole big case of all dressed chips with you. I'm going to start stacking up then. Right, exactly. Stacking the bread, <laughs> stacking the chips. 
Uh, you mentioned the bus trip to uh, to Ontario for that Ontario trip. Let's put yourself back on the bus for a second, Grant. You're going along. It's been a long day of bus travel. You're pulling into a gas station for a quick stop. You're going to go in. What's your gas station snack? For? What are you getting out of that gas station for a snack? Oh, definitely some uh, green apple Gatorade and some beef jerky. <laughs> All you got in here for beef sure. jerky. Is that because one of the only things you'll trust at a gas station is beef jerky? I mean, yeah. Like some, like I, I know you've probably seen some gas station kind of refrigerators in there with the sandwiches. They don't normally look that appetizing. Normally, just any of the kind of pre-made stuff they have. So basically, packaged food is kind of what I stick to for most of the gas stations. Yeah, not a bad idea. I've heard that a gas station egg sandwich and gas station sushi are things you'd stay away from. Not saying there's anything wrong with them, but I'm, I've just heard. <laughs> yeah, okay. for sure. So, what's on your playlist? Uh, sometimes it changes day to day. I mean, it depends on what I'm feeling that day. Sometimes I listen to some country on the way to the rink. Sometimes some uh, some classic rock and roll, kind of my dad's influence on me there for my hockey career but uh sometimes i'll kind of hop into what the boys like to listen to some hip-hop rap stuff like that it changes it changes pretty frequently so you got a pretty eclectic music taste then <laughs> oh yeah i guess you could say that all right we'll switch sports for a second get into a baseball uniform now grant you're on deck you're getting ready to go to bat what's your baseball walk-up song i think uh I think I would have to be Thunderstruck. I think it's a I think it's a pretty solid song, you know, pretty pretty typical, but I think it'll get the job done. And if you could pick three goaltenders to be in your top three list, I guess we know Pekka Rene is one of them. Who would be your top three goaltenders right now in the NHL? Uh well on top of Rene would probably be uh his uh backup UC Saros and uh Elvis Merzlikens. I think he's a pretty good young influence to the league right now. Seems to me that you had kind of lean a little bit toward the European goaltenders, Grant. <laughs> Only slightly. Only slightly. I didn't hear a Carey Price. I didn't hear a Holtby. I, I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> As a Canadians fan, I'm a little hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just... Uh, I don't really know what it's been. Well, Nashville, if you couldn't tell, is my favorite team. But... Uh, I just I've always liked both of their both of their goalie styles. Again, like not very overly technical, just kind of whatever you have to do to make the save. And Merzlikens is kind of the same way. It would be. I just kind of I don't know. I follow that style. It would be very interesting if I asked ten other goaltenders from Major Midget Hockey to list their top three. I wonder if I would get a Rene Saros and Merzlikens top three. I think you might be the only one with that. <laughs> I like it. So listen, last thing for you here. Well, I shouldn't say last thing. One of the last things before we kind of talk about what's next for you. Right now, doesn't matter who it is. It can be anybody. It could be a group of people. But use this platform right now live on the McWrap Up to give a shout out to anyone or any individual group, whatever that you like. Any group at all? Anybody at all. You give a shout out. The platform is yours. It's uh, a hard one. You know, I think I'd like to give a shout out to, again, like going back to what we were talking about earlier, my uh, spring hockey coaches, Darren Burns and Tom Hunter. They really, I don't know, like just those years of hockey I played with them, they really, they always, you know, 
they always kept me driven. They always kept me motivated to just be the best goalie and not only the best goalie, but the best person I could be throughout my entire life is being is simply just, you know, being a, being a good person, not just a good goalie. It can get you really far in life. Well said indeed. And I know that it's kind of been a, a wild and wacky couple of weeks for everybody, but uh, what is going to be next for you, whether it's on the school front or the hockey front, uh, what are kind of the next steps for you in school and with your hockey career? Uh, so kind of to touch on my hockey career, uh, my main goal would be to make uh, the Acadie Bathurst Teton. I was uh, invited there last year, and I'm hoping this year that I can do the same and, you know, make an impression on the coaches and hopefully get them to make the selection. But if not, uh, if not that, then probably head back down to the Valley, you know, with uh, where I was drafted for Junior A. I think uh, some of the guys down there that I would play with, I think we could have a really good year down there. Uh, with not only just with the boys, but with the team in general, you know, go far. But uh, to touch on school more so, uh, depending on how hockey works, I might take a year off just to kind of let things settle. Or uh, I might end up trying um, trying university maybe part-time. Uh, I'm on... I'm on pre-acceptance to SMU right now, so I don't know. Maybe try if I played for the Valley, maybe try and get a transfer to Acadia. I don't know how well that would go, but give it a try at least. Well, you've definitely got options in front of you, and uh, we certainly wish you all the success in the world, not only in your next steps with hockey, but with school as well. And something else, I never told you I was going to do this, and uh, I want to get your reaction to it now, though. Uh, All right. Each of the players that I've talked to the last few days, the, the guys that are moving on, graduating from Major Midget, I've asked Coach Boyce to give me a little tidbit or a little something about each player. And uh, one of the things that he said when he texted me back to do with you, he said, any junior team in Canada would be lucky to have Grant Sanford. What does that make you feel, and, and how do you react to that? I mean, that... You know that hits hard. That hit that hits the heart. You know, got me. I really appreciate that. You know, that really that kind of boosts my motivation to keep playing hockey and keep you know just keep going and trying to get better and better every every year, regardless of what happens. I really appreciate that from Tim, and it means a lot, especially coming from a a coach of his stature. Uh, it means a lot to me. Well. Coach Boyce doesn't say anything that he doesn't mean. So uh, very kind words indeed. Listen, Grant, we thank you so much for joining us today. Again, I know the season didn't end the way that you or the team wanted it to. But as you said, it certainly ended on a high note for you personally with the shutout and getting to the final. And for the team, they are still the defending Nova Scotia East Link Major Midget Hockey League champs and the Atlantic champs. Again, 14-4 and four in the regular year, 6-2 and two in the playoffs. A wonderful season. Congratulations. And honestly, wish you all the best in your next steps. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Been an absolute pleasure. That is Grant Sanford, a goaltender with the Halifax Max. We're so glad that he was able to join us today. And again, we do wish him all the best in the next steps of his hockey career and, of course, in his school career and what happens beyond there. And I was so glad over the last few days to be able to get those players on that have played their final game in Major Midget Hockey. I want to thank all of them for joining us, and uh, it was a real pleasure to have them on. 
And uh, it's going to be exciting because now all these players are Max alumni. And I know that the Halifax Max love their alumni and the alumni love the Max back. This has been a special edition live of the McWrap Up podcast. Again, a big thank you to Grant Sanford and to all of the Max players and organization for hanging out with us. We'll keep doing these podcasts in the coming weeks to keep you in touch with the team and the players. But until next time, thank you for tuning in. I'm Scott Squire saying be well, be safe, keep in contact with your family, friends, loved ones, check on a neighbor if it's safe to do so, and always, always wash your hands. Bye for now. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.